Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One alive, one dead, one fictional. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party. And it's your guest list. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Guest List with Jake Lambert, the podcast where I interview comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. Now this week we are joined by the very funny Joanne McNally. Before we do that, I am going to read out one email. I've replied to the others but I thought I'll just do one each week, um, which is for Pest List, which if you're a new listener, um, the idea of the podcast is people come on and pick their perfect dinner party guests, and Pest List is where the listener can send in their idea of the worst dinner party guests. So I am just going to find the email. Um, Here we go. Right. Hi, Jake. I wanted to write in with my nominations for Pest List. Two of them I've been wanting to send in for a while, and another one is just the bonus for this week. I would like to nominate either Anthea Turner, um, as this week she came out as an anti-masker, and she deserves to be down in the cellar and not allowed to wear a mask. Um, yeah, oh, well, I don't think she'd want to wear a mask. I think that was the point, wasn't it? If, if you don't know, basically Anthea Turner um, just did a tweet this week where she, I think it was some sort of cartoon about people shouldn't be wearing masks or something I don't know I saw the tweet I put my phone down and did anything else um but other people were bored at home so fine um by the way I'm not an anti-masker do wear a mask but I just can't be bothered to waste my time on that um sorry I really got quite passionate about that I basically (laughs) I was trying to (laughs) I was trying to suggest I don't really care what people tweet but I sort of got angry right fictional oh i like this one dory from finding nemo the most annoying character ever written and i cannot believe she got her own spin-off and when i say i like this one by the way i like that you've nominated her for pest list i can't stand dory either such an annoying character and i watched that film on a plane don't know why i did it to myself um awful um i just don't i don't know why it just irritates me but i just managed to be such hard work to be friends with like getting lost and just forgetting things all the time oh um no no um good shout and and for dead oh no not for dead right dead i didn't want to speak ill of the dead so i've nominated Zack snyder okay don't want to speak ill of the dead absolutely fine with the living um right Zack snyder oh for batman vs superman yeah um I don't watch those films. I The only comic book films I watch are Spider-Man and um, Batman. I know Batman's in this, but only the good ones. Um, 
So it, the Zack Snyder films and stuff don't really bother me because I just don't watch them. Um, so I'm going to go for ne- um, for Dory, sorry, from Finding Nemo because, yeah, um, does my head in. Um, so, yeah, she can go down in the basement. I'll provide some water um, for her, but um, I don't hate her that much. But, yeah, she should be in there. Correct. Good shout. Now, despite what I said at the start of the episode... Oh, by the way, if you want to write in, it is guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. Now, at the start of the episode, uh, as I do at the start of every episode, I say that people come on and pick their perfect dinner party guests. One alive, one dead, one fictional. And then Joanne McNally came on and sort of did her own thing. Um, But it's very fun. It's very funny. We had a great time. So please... Enjoy my conversation with Joanne McNally. So are you in London now or are you in Ireland? In London. I was back in Ireland for about four months for lockdown. I went back for work and then because of the two week quarantining thing, I kept getting, I was lucky in the sense that I can do telly at home. I don't, I'm not quite doing telly in the UK yet but I can do it at home and that's the only thing that's still on for us so I went home okay that kind of stuff and then just kind of got stuck there um in my mother's house which was actually really nice and then came back here a couple of weeks ago is that Galway Dublin Dublin (laughs) 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 see how my research went Galloway, where you, <laughs> what have you been reading? <laughs> oh, I've got no idea. I, honestly, is it, is it Galloway? Think, who do you think I am, Jake? <laughs> Thanks for being here, Ashling. This is a really... <laughs> no, I'm the I'm the poor man's version of Ashton B, remember? Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I thought Galloway. I don't know why I thought that. It's Galloway. Galloway. Unless you're from Galway and then they say Galway, but like uh, it sounds quite like Gale, which is a Limerick word for asshole, the way you uh, say it. So it's Galway. If you're going to get an Irish accent, if you're going to get an Irish accent, you need a Dublin accent, Jake. Um, so I'm just back in my back in my attic room in Clapham. Oh, you're in Clapham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in Battersea. We should just met up. Are you? Are we allowed? What are the rules over here? I don't even know anymore. I just well, we can go for dragging, a walk. You're dragging people to hotels and stuff. That's what I've seen. Oh, oh yes, what the quarantining? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like your friends had been doing that with guys they'd met yeah. in, bar, <laughs> in the park. <laughs> my, one of my housemates is a sexual psychologist, and we were talking about this kind of like single people sex lockdown, and and she was saying to me. Everyone's riding in cars and stuff. And, and she said syphilis is higher than it's ever been. I mean, in the back of Ubers. Because they've got that clean sheet. Maybe that's why they've got those plastic sheets up now. Yeah, it's like you're going to be murdered. Or what's you what's it called? The money shot. Is that what the cum shot's called at the end? I mean. You don't know. <laughs> what's porn? Something like that. <laughs> Baby Jake, I don't know. You know, it's always the innocent looking ones that are probably the darkest. Stop trying to destroy my brand. Yeah, but you do have a very innocent like brand. You do come across like you wouldn't say boo to a ghost, 
which suggests you're a yeah. dark platonic motherfucker behind closed doors. You probably got women tied up with sellotape in the in the wardrobes there and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> hear them crying in the basement. Oh, I can't afford a basement. <laughs> Your house looks gorgeous. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Are you one of those lads who has like one fork, one cup? Or are you quite domesticated? No, I'm, I'm quite domesticated. Oh, okay. I've got, um, I've got. If you want to see them all, they're probably in the sink behind me, so I'm not that domesticated. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joanne. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Hit me. No, sorry. It's me. It's me because I've realised. Look, by the way, what happened? To everybody, so you're so aware of how lovely Joanne is being. Uh, we actually we tried to record this. I think this is the fourth day that we've tried to record, but we've always had something come up. Um, yesterday we decided that we would do 11 a.m. Monday morning so that we could just get our day going. And Joanne was messaging me saying, are you going to say that? Is it Zoom? Is, is it like camera on? Asking a lot of questions, which I was impressed with, thinking, oh, she's very organised and she sort of wants to know she gets it right. And then at half 11, as I logged in, I realised that I'd said 11. And Joanne had just been sat here for half an hour <laughs> while I just... Sitting here, sitting here burning <laughs> under the ring light, waiting for the Zoom link. I was, I hung out my washing. I, I put a, <laughs> made a cup of tea. <laughs> I've been sat there reading up on Galway. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they get that? That is so funny. I don't I, know. I, I need to go back and see whether they made it up or I made it up. Like I've gigged in Galway. Like maybe, they, like, you know, I've done shows in Galway. Yeah, maybe the Galway Times or something did an interview with you and I just sort of read that and yeah. thought, I can't imagine Joanne's big anywhere outside her hometown. <laughs> so she must <laughs> You're like, um, who's the who's the really good interviewer? Who was your man? I think. Oh, thank dead. you. Oh. Um, I don't know. Parkinson. Parkinson. <laughs> no, I think he's still going, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a good idea for a podcast, alive or dead? And then you have to guess. I'd say it probably already exists. Um, is he still going? Yeah. Wow. He's he's eighty five. He's eighty five. Yeah. He should still be working, really. What's the, do you, is there a certain age you have to retire in the UK? I don't think so. I guess if the Queen still goes, her husband's still going. Does that work? That's not, that's just, I'd, I'd call them professional fanny, fanny arounders. They're just fanny and around. Right. I mean, what do we do? We've an incredibly strong work ethic, Jake. I drank a bottle of wine last night after the live show in about seven minutes from relief that it was over and dragged myself out of bed this morning. <laughs> to be at the desk for 11 <laughs> like <laughs> I've wine spilling out my eyes and I was like no this is Jake do it for Jake do it. I was I was being so with the, <laughs> with the replies as well you were like is the camera on and I was like we can leave it off if you're hung over like it's fine I was being so like dismissive <laughs> of your questions you weren't taking the bait basically I was going Jake where are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god did we find out if dead or alive is a real podcast I definitely remember there was an Irish radio show in Ireland that had a little segment on it. They had a very catchy ringtone, dead or alive, dead or alive, dead or alive. Sounds and cheery. I remember thinking it was very, it was great crap, but I don't know if there is a podcast, but there should be. Yeah. You wouldn't want to, uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want your name to come up as you're driving along, would you? To see your careers going so well, people don't know whether you're no longer alive. Well, a friend of mine was started seeing a guy during lockdown and she mentioned that she was friends with me and he went, yeah, what happened to her? 
She's like, she just disappeared. And I was like, what? I'm working my hole off. Like, what are you on about? I was highly insulted. It's like, yeah, what happened to her? Like, I was some failed home and away actress who just like dissolved into the abyss. <laughs> I did that the other day. I asked somebody about um, a band. I was like, oh, you don't really hear about this band anymore. And they were like, well, yeah, because of lockdown. And I was like, no, I don't mean yeah. in the last 11 months. I understand what's happened. I know why I haven't seen them. I just, I mean, in the longer term, I think it was, um, maybe it was, I think it was, um, it was either, I think it was Scissor Sisters. And I was like, they haven't been around for like 10 years, but I'm just wondering where they went. I didn't mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why have I not been to any of their gigs in the last 10 months? There's two very famous murderers in Ireland called the Scissor Sisters. Have you heard of them? Oh, no. When you're doing your research. Um, <laughs> from Galway. <laughs> from Galway, yeah. Scissor Sisters from Galway. They uh, murdered their mum's boyfriend. I assume with scissors. With I, scissors. I, I they certainly mm. cut him up and threw him in a canal. Blimey. Yeah. So that when I hear Scissor Sisters now, they're kind of my reference. I'm trying to do some sort of joke about them being on the run, but they shouldn't be because scissors. But I can't think what the joke is. You're a great joke writer. That's something I would love to have more of. I don't have that really. You write jokes, don't you? Accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll accidentally write and go, oh my God, I think I just read a joke. But no, I don't write like I don't. Joke jokes. No, I don't. I'm more kind of a storyteller, I think. Yeah, but maybe that's the Irish in you. Yeah, maybe. But I find that your your show would be more bulletproof. Like I'm very, my success on stage is very dependent on if they like my personality or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, Where, but that's nice because they get to know more of you. Yeah, but do there's that there's kind of that debate of like, you know, when people go to comedy and obviously it's so subjective, but I think people like to see themselves reflected back. So that's why I think comedians who deal in very general themes mm. do very well. Whereas if a comedian is going into massive detail about their own life, you know, if it's got the same longevity. Also, the danger is that like you like you keep having to do all this mad shit. But I guess it depends on what the audience are after, because up in Edinburgh, and maybe maybe it's changing now, but people do want maybe to sort of learn about somebody's life and and sort of have, you know, you know, for example, you had your show, um, what was your first hour? Oh, bite me. It was about bulimia. Bulimia, yeah. So it's about a thing. And then the other one was the, the, the wine one. Yeah, go on. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember it- you said you did research. I didn't. Like, did you actually do any research? <laughs> I I look for three key things, which is who you like that's alive, who you like that's dead, and who you like that's fictional. But anything around that just sort of really does go in the back, and I don't really collect it at all. So the second show was wine tamer, and then the wine tamer. Was- I got it was two words. I got one of them right. Yeah, no, it's good. And then the third one was the prosecco express. So you you've clearly got a sort of a um, eating disorder uh, and a drink problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> so that was Joanne. We uh... <laughs> um, 
yeah the buy me the first one was just a show I'd done in the Dublin Fringe and it was just useful to just carry it over it was more hmm. also that year to do a recce and you know the way the Edinburgh thing is you you have to make a decision at some point in your Edinburgh career are you going to go up with a heavily themed show every year mm. talking about mental health or are you just going to go up and have the crack <laughs> and just be funny or you know what I mean it's that thing of like do I want to win awards and present a very dramatic like arc where mm. you know I talk about a near-death experience or I talk about being fucking whatever like whatever these heavily themed shows are or do you just go up with a funny hour and and try and park all that stuff and that's what I've decided to do Joanne yeah do you have do you throw a lot of dinner parties I go to a lot of dinner parties. I can I imagine. Love, I love a dinner party. Like, I really, really do. Because um, they're always great crack. I'm a, I love chatting. So uh, clubs and stuff. I'm really? Part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who you are. You just came through on the Skype and I'm just chatting away. <laughs> it's like chat roulette for you. Next one. <laughs> yes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like my clubbing days are gone now and and the dinner parties are a very intense chat and I'm quite full on. And um, that's why they suit me down to the ground, because you can really get some one on one time. And I love a good dinner. party. Like I love a fascinating person or someone with a cool job. Like the reason I took the room in this house was because one of the housemates is a sexual psychologist and I needed the train. <laughs> I need to be close to Gatwick, but also. I, do, I just love I'm, I'm curious you know I love kind of like gleaming and did you move into this place during lockdown no 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 I'm here by oh. two years but no so but I do love to go to a good dinner party I'm not a cook mm. I'm not I don't I get no crack out of cooking it right okay it just feels like so much effort for like three seconds of tasting something it's not really my bag yeah I think you're too busy for stuff like that just in, in your mind I don't have the attention span for it. No, I My can't way, imagine. No. I imagine you'd struggle your attention with a microwave meal. 100%. <laughs> Get us in there. The Go up and run a bath. Mic- <laughs> the amount of times I've opened the microwave and there's a bowl of something rotting in there. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and no one even, everyone knows it's me. Like, like, the reason, this is so true. Like I know my food's done because there's like a fire alarm going off in the <laughs> hall. It's like that. So a dinner party wouldn't really be for me now. No, okay. Yeah. But do you enjoy, do you prefer going out dancing or staying in now for dinner parties and just at the pub? Pub and dinner parties. I think my dancing days were over. It's much more fun, isn't it? So much more fun. Because it's the dancing thing. I do love, I do love dancing. I love a good festival. I would still be, I think I still have a couple of festivals left in me. Mm. I guess... Similarly, I, I think someone was asking me the other day about comedians and whether we sort of are big drinkers after shows and stuff. And I was like, actually, we sort of condense it to the Edinburgh Fringe. And mm. we say we're going to have three and a half weeks where we'll sort of do it all there, which is what a festival is, basically, isn't it? A festival is going to be as good as about 10 nights out together. Yeah. In one weekend. Much better. Yeah, I did. I've, I've hit a pretty heavy in Edinburgh. Um, but weirdly... Yeah, I saw that. Not... <laughs> <laughs> new, new way I'm starting to do this, so I'll go into it. Oh, 
Joanne, there's a there's been there's been a knock at the door. Uh, it's the first guest arriving. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's your alive guest. Yeah. Uh, so who's at the door? I've decided I want to, I want more than just three. So I've multiple <laughs> options for each one. <laughs> right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I've got my own reels. Okay. My live one, three live ones. Three. You've got three live ones. Right. I guess it helps for me with my guessing. Do I not tell you who they are now? You tell me who you are now and I'll tell you at the end who I guessed. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. So three live ones. Russell Tovey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I fancy him and I, I can't accept that he's gay. I just won't accept it. He's a very good um, everyman, isn't he? He's sort of in the Martin Freeman-esque of he can just, he, he's going to be your best mate. He's cooler than Martin though. He's Although cool, well, Martin's like. really into um, jazz, isn't he? So Martin's cool in his own way, but I know what you mean. He's a bit trendier. He's a bit trendier. He's um, ridiculously hot. He's just ticks all my boxes. <laughs> Homosexuality, it's a problem, but I'm hoping... He did an interview recently, I think, in The Guardian. He said his dad wanted him to get conversion therapy when he was younger, and I was like, <gasps> dad should have pushed for that, in my opinion. You there in the comments. Um, <laughs> have you met him? <laughs> no. I'm oh. like conversion therapy. I know it's not right, but maybe one for the road. One for the road with Russell. <laughs> Bring him over to my side of the street. I met him very briefly in the streets in 2010, but it was only, I think him and her must have been around about then. And he would have obviously been in uh, Gavin and Stacey uh, playing. Yeah, he was, because he was one of the um, the history boys, wasn't he, with James Corden? So they oh. use all those lot. The original history boys would be, were, were like, uh, their mates in Gavin and Stacey. So I'm sure he was, so I would, he would have been around, I would have known him. And then uh, yeah. I just sort of turned the corner and he was there. And I just sort of did the, oh, hi, like pathetic. Because <gasps> it was just like, I think for a second, I must've thought, oh, I know this guy. <laughs> because he's yeah. got that about him. He's got, he does, he has, there's something, I think the reason I'm so attracted to him is you, he kind of looks like the kind of guy if he wasn't super famous and if he wasn't gay, there's a lot of ifs here. But you'd actually maybe have a chance of scoring. Like he's good looking, but he's not. Yes, he doesn't He doesn't act like he's good looking. Yeah, he just seems kind of nor- like your hot, normal guy. But I had this thing that apparently London Hughes said in her show as well, so I can't really do it anymore. Although I was never doing it on stage, but um, I was looking for like guys, funny guys to fancy. That's like one of my main games. I'm like, who will I fancy? Right. You know, always have someone you kind of have a crush on because crushes are great crack. And I was like, oh yeah, funny guy, your man who presents SNL, I can't remember his name. He hosts one of the segments. Anyway. Oh, I was like, yes. Um, there's two of them, right? He's the, he's the, is he the one that's going out with um, Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Yes. I was like, what? He's most, I was like, oh my God, if funny man at his physical level are married. And when I say physical level, like he's not a looker, right? Is married to Scarlett Johansson. It's just, I mean, come on. He's good looking in in the comedy world, but that does not mean good looking. But funny eclipses everything for women, I think. But for me, certainly like my last boy, like they could, I used to do stand up on him. I'd say he'd had like a monster munch. Do you know those crisps? Yeah, which I've always thought they were like a monster's footprints. 
but apparently recently because they can stand up almost on their feet that they're supposed to be like a monster and that's its head so they could yeah, be I... they're the actual monster i thought it was a monster's foot <laughs> i always knew it was the monster's head ah oh clever see i never realized yeah. that there you go we obviously have right. a better education system in ireland we have been looking at the world upside down <laughs> i used to think actually you know um this is insane i can't even see how i would see it now but you know the uh the, the sign for dairy milk is the two glasses of milk be, like pouring in i used to think i used to call them the shoes that don't fit properly because i used to think it was two white legs in some weird sort of uh cylinder shoes rather than the glass pouring milk i think this is your epileptic brain <laughs> <laughs> i do there's a wire going in a different way in your head. And so you're seeing everything upside down and back to front. You're, do you know, one of those kind of print cards that psychotherapists show to people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's got like a nail, it looks like a moth or something. What do you see? Yeah. I'd love to know what you'd see. <laughs> Shoes that don't fit properly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First guest, Russell Tovey, because you fancy him. Yeah. Is this going to be the theme throughout? Yes. Okay, second alive guest, yeah. Second alive, it's Colin Farrell because I fancy him too. Right. <laughs> and I'm single, and I'm 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 gonna look after. I'm, I'm you know I'm gonna look after my interests there. Yeah, Colin. How old is Colin Farrell now? In his forties, mid forties. Mm, he he's had a seems, funny career. Seems so sound and charming, and I reckon I could probably. If I got him, if I got him back on the booze, because I think he's awful. Oh right, okay. Yeah. If I got him back on the booze and played the Irish card. I reckon I'd just get the tongue in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lovely. That's good. I don't think lockdown's affected you at all, has it? Um. What would... <laughs> well, I mean, I'd ask consent if that's what you're suggesting. <laughs> Getting you cancelled on my podcast. That's why I've started this podcast. Individually, get every comedian cancelled. Then when it's when it's over, I'm the only one going. <laughs> that's an amazing plan. <laughs> and what's Colin Farrell's big role? No, uh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, because I, I remember him being the bad guy in Minority Report. Yeah, no, was it? Was he the bad guy in Minority Report? He was the good guy. I thought he was the bad guy. This is your epileptic brain. <laughs> <laughs> He's the good guy. Oh, I need to rewatch it. Um. Yeah, okay. And and he was in, in Bruges. Yeah, so he started in like this kind of very whimsical Irish show called Ballykiss Angel. I loved Ballykiss Angel. I'm genuinely blown away that you have ever seen, heard of Ballykiss Angel. Like, I didn't even watch it. Oh, did you not? It was no. really, it used to be on a Sunday over here. I couldn't tell you anything about it apart from it was on a Sunday and I really liked it. I, I think it was just homely made me feel uh yeah yeah it was it was kind of like soup in a show you know yeah but i never realized colin farrell was from that so colin farrell who i've kind of sorry i'll turn this off who i've kind of suggested um sorry i have so many bloody phones at the moment you picked up a phone because another one went off how many have you got there two i've got an irish one and an english one Oh yeah, because you'd set you sexed me you'd sent me your text or sent. You just did a typo with your own mouth. <laughs> you okay, please, I trusted you. 
<laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> you sent me your Irish number because you don't know your English number. Yes, I don't know it. It's like a Which, two, I'm too old to be learning new phone numbers. You know? <laughs> That's a line that you would like turn a guy down with at a bar. Can I can I give you my number? I'm too old to be learning new numbers now. <laughs> <laughs> the phone is full. I couldn't be arsed deleting anything. I'm sorry. So, so two yeah, people have turned up for a live. And my third alive is Dolly Parton. Great. Yeah. Um, so she'll be there for the other nine to five, I'd imagine. Exactly. Excellent. You see? Boom. Um, and and a ve- she's had a very good year. Didn't she help p- fund the, the vaccination trials or something? And she's, she's got a good podcast. The Dolly Vaccine. She's got a great podcast. She's just old school show business sound like mm. I'd say she's very kind to people she's you know it would it would be Dolly or Cher oh okay like, yeah right I'd say Cher's a little sassier but I love that kind of yeah. very wise older woman who'll talk you through all your heartbreaks and give you advice and that's what I'm into it's very impressive isn't it when you think of two people like that who you assumed would sort of just um, you know, be living their life that people their age would be, but actually they managed to stay relevant. Like Cher on Twitter is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Dolly's got this, uh, Dolly's, Dolly Parton has the podcast. Is it Dolly Parton's America? Yeah. Um, uh, I, she did. There was a big interview with her recently, I read, I think it was the Sunday Times. And um, she just sounds fantastic. And she, uh, she was talking about Jolene and she was saying um, that like at the time, because I was, I, I, the song would suggest that she was being kind of sound about Jolene. And she said she, Jolene was a woman who worked in the bank and her husband, she was flirting with her husband. And she, her, oh. this was all true. Wow. She worked behind the, t- the till in the bank or behind the desk. I'm like, anyway, she said at the time she wanted to punch Jolene in the face. And I was like, okay, now we're, now we're, now we're sucking diesel. She's a real woman now. Yeah, right. Instead, she sort yeah. of wrote She's a song about the real her. feelings you would feel in that situation. And didn't she write Jolene and Nine to Five in like the same day? She's so talented. I didn't know that now, but it wouldn't surprise me. She can kind of do right. anything. Right, I better Google it because I might have just made it seem. But I'm pretty sure she said right Nine to Five, Dolly Parton and Jolene. Yep, she wrote it in the same day. There you go. Oh my god! What a She's woman! Iconic, iconic. She really is. So there's another knock at the door, um, and 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 now I, I assume there's how many people are going to be there this time? Four. Four. <laughs> okay. There's a knock at the door. There's four people there. Uh, yeah. Who's who's the first one you see? These are the fictional ones, are they? No. Sorry, this is dead. Sorry. Dead is only two. Dead is two. That's fine. Um, I mean, is it fine? It's broken the rules anyway, but fine, we're, we're off. So two dead people are at the door. Dead. But they're, they're alive now. Yeah, they're alive. In this sense. They're not looking great, but they are alive. So there's a, a knock at the door. Open it. There's two dead people there. Who have we got? Nora, Nora Efron. Should I know who that is? I don't know. I don't think you'd know. She's a female. Well, obviously she's female. She's a writer. So she wrote <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. She wrote... Oh, Harry, when Harry met Sally, she wrote, you've got mail. Um, oh, wow. She's fantastic. And she has amazing books. She wrote this book, one of my favorite books called Heart, Heartburn. 
her husband in real life when she was pregnant left her for someone else and she wrote a very very funny you know seriously autobiographical but fictional book about it and it's one of the funniest books and she's she'd be very she'd be she'd be very famous in that world and I love reading female writers so I'm obviously a huge fan of hers when did she die early noughties oh right oh wow so at least she got to see her success oh yeah she did it's actually not even early naughty it, it wasn't that long ago that she died let's google it i love you've got mail and dave Chappelle's in it isn't he which i didn't realize until i watched you've got mail about a year ago and dave Chappelle plays his his mate in it he's tom hanks friend wow that's which, crazy. it's such an odd side career dave chappelle's got because then he also appeared in um a star is born he's bradley cooper's mate in it he just appears as people's friends i don't you don't know if she did write nor efron she died in 2012 best known for romantic comedy se- 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 series romantic comedy films she wrote silkwood sleepless in seattle when harry met sally julie and julie Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. She didn't write. Um, oh, she did. She sorry, she directed. You've got mail. Oh, blimey! Because yeah. um, was Rob Rayner directed when Harry Met Sally? I think. Yes, because I watched a documentary about it, and they were talking about how they came up with that orgasm scene and stuff. It was brilliant. Oh yeah, because that's his mum, isn't it? It's Rob Rayner, the director's mum, who says that I'll have what she's having. Yeah, yeah. Lovely yeah. choice. Right, I'm gonna have to write. What is her name? Sorry, Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron. And second dead guest. I don't know if you're going to know this one either. Maeve Binchy. Why do I know that name? She's a very famous Irish writer. She wrote um, yes. Circle of Friends, which was probably the most famous thing. Circle of Friends. I don't know if that's the one I know. I know her. And I, unless the reason I know her is because you've mentioned her in an interview that I Googled. I'm sh- I know something she's written has, has come into my life recently. And I don't know what it is. Oh, I, no. Do you know what it is? It's just such a, the style of her books all look the same and they just look yes. like, yes, right. I just know her from that. I think without even knowing. She's gorgeous. And she was just such a funny, amazing woman and writer and like just so humble and kind. And she lives, she's from where I'm from. So I used to serve her when I worked in the pub, she'd be in every day. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, she like if you liked Bally Angel, like you'd love Maeve. She yeah, it's all just really it's ex- she's an excellent writer, um, but it's quite like homely and and soothing and warm and soupy again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's another knock at the door. This time now, as we know, there's going to be four people here waiting for us. They're all fictional. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Samantha Jones from Saxon City. Yes, okay. Samantha's the one that's not coming back to do the reboots. Yeah. Okay, best, yep. In my opinion, one of the best characters ever written. I praise, great. I love Sex and the City, by the way. It's amazing. I, recently, I was going to actually, I'm just uh, watching uh, Succession, but I want to go back and start binging Sex and the City again. I watched it all again during lockdown. It's just so good, like, so, so good. And, and it's, I, um, I don't know. People say it hasn't stood the test of time. Maybe I'm oh. just like a racist homophobe, but I thought it kind of did. Like, right. there's, there's parts of it that you, you think, yeah, it definitely. Like, there's this, this, an episode where a guy is secretly filming the women, the models he's having sex with, which just wouldn't which, fly in it, obviously. Well, well, the thing is, stuff like that. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not about to defend him, by the way. But what the thing is, that was also bad then. I'm sure. I'm surely the narrative of that is that he's doing something wrong. It's not like yeah. they never. It's not like everything that you saw uh, back then was completely acceptable. Even if you watched, you know, if, if you watched um, a, 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 like a film about the Yorkshire Ripper, it doesn't mean that back then everyone was going. This was absolutely fine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I guess it, they didn't really make a thing out of it. Oh, it okay, right. They did. Right. They didn't, they didn't flag it as like this is bad. And in fact, Carrie, Carrie watches some of them smoking with him. Oh, okay, yeah. But I mean, surely that is that this isn't a good thing to do. Or yeah. they're just going, men, like boys will be boys. Yeah, there was a bit of that. I was watching an episode of Friends the other day, and there was a bit where Monica is it's her thirtieth birthday party, and she's drunk in her bedroom, and I think. Uh, Chana says to Rachel, will you go and sort her out? She's drunk and passed out. And Rachel says, okay, but a drunk, uh, a drunk, a passed out drunk woman lying on a bed sounds more like a job for Joey. Oh my God. <laughs> it's insane that that was just, that was a, everyone laughed. That's like a, a light, funny line. Joey, what yeah. is he like? What is he like? <laughs> no, um, right. Okay. So that's the first of four. Second one. Behind Samantha is Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids. Her character Megan. Very funny. Very funny. Such a great movie. So funny. Yeah, and it would think it was a Kirst- Kirsten Wig or Kristen Wig. Kirsten Wig. Yeah. It was supposed to be her. Like she wrote it. Um, with mm. Anna, Annie, Anna, uh, the one of the other women in it. But it was supposed to be her big kind of break. As in, she's already broken, but. Mm. When I watched it, she, she, Melissa McCarthy just steals every single scene. Every single scene. She's down. phenomenal. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. And she's had the, um, the classic sort of, uh, comedy actor arc, unless she had this career before that. I, I don't know. But she then she's gone on to be like Oscar nominated, yeah. which is such a classic American comedy actor move, isn't it? But, yeah. um, but Chris, is it Christine Vig? She had like, she was like in everything around then, wasn't she? She yeah. just kept on up and she had like a bit part in maybe, was it Ghost Town or something with Ricky Gervais? And 
everyone was yeah. sort of she's one of those people like melissa mccarthy where you put her in something and they're just going to make it funnier for you 100 percent. even just her facial expressions and everything she's excellent but she didn't stand a chance against melissa you just don't great shout mm. and third so I can't have one of these without the other because they're my two favourite kind of telly duo pair. Jonathan Creek and his assistant, Maddie Magdalene. I am a sick, I am a super Jonathan Creek fan. I'm a super fan. I love Jonathan Creek. What's your favourite episode? Ooh. Maybe the model who, the supermodel who was seen walking down the road after she blew up in a shed. Yes. Oh, that's so good. There's so many bits of, of, of Jonathan Creek that, that have stayed with me all my life. If I wake up in the night and I go to grab my uh, go to grab my glass of water to have a drink, I always picture the alarm clock being behind it. Do you remember when the guy saw the time at the wrong time? And that's why he didn't understand that he heard the noise before the explosion or something had happened. But it's yeah. because his alarm clock was through his glass. So he thought it was like 2.20, but really it was like 5.20 or something like this. And then I love the one where um, the um, the art, the painting is in the door. An absolute classic. They're just so good. And I loved Caroline Quinton in it. I do, and I, I don't know what happened. She said, I read in an interview before that she left to have a baby and then they just never brought her back. But she was hands down oh. the best in that. As his sidekicks went, like she was just so, and I loved their dynamic and I loved, it's so 90s and I love her little flat and her landline phone. And I adore Jonathan Creek. Adore, adore, adore. Oh, I haven't watched it for years. Did he live in a windmill? Yes, he lived in a windmill and he worked, he wrote for Adam Klaus. Was that the magician? Yes, right. Yeah. Because it's a sort of thing where we just grew up, we just watched it for what it is. And then it's the sort of thing where if you try to uh, explain that series to an American, you go, no wonder they see us as being so quaint and quirky. Well, they tried to make it work in America they and they couldn't. They made two. Apparently he was, John, Alan Davies was due to do one of them with Whoopi Goldberg. No way. Yeah, and it just didn't work. And then- Well, what's backwards and- there is he should have been the assistant. You can't have someone that big being a sidekick to a guy that they don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to tell them how to do their job, although it didn't work, so maybe I am. Didn't work. But the first time I met Alan Davies, I was gigging, I was on a lineup with them at the Cat Laughs in Kilkenny, and I was proper starstruck. But Alan Davies as a comedian has sort of passed me by. I don't really know much about his career apart from very QI. Good. He's very really? good. Really? Like, yeah. Because I, when, when I gigged them, I was like, I had no idea what he's like as a comic, because I only know him from Jonathan Creek. He's also really sound, and we went for pints after. I was like, Joanne, play it cool, play it cool. Just don't say anything about Jonathan Creek, you know? Just, like, treat him as an equal, you know? <laughs> You're on a line together now, peer to peer. I was like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, I love Jonathan Creek, I'm a huge fan! Like, oh, okay, thanks. Do you know what, actually, I thought I would do, because what I've ended up doing is talking to people about the perfect dinner party guests. Usually one alive, one dead, one fictional. I think we've had three alive, two dead, four fictional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did. You, you see now I couldn't have Jonathan Creek turn up on his own. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fine. 
uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. The others you have just decided to break the rules. Yeah. So what I thought I would do, and it works quite well with this with this episode, is I've got some quick fire questions just so we can help to build a picture of what we could imagine your dinner party would be like. Um, so it is, I think, seven, one, two, three, four, five. So seven questions you can just answer quickly and it will sort of just yeah. build an image of what we're going to get from a Joanne McNally dinner party. Cool. First one, quite obvious. Okay. Wine or beer? Wine. Starter or dessert? Starter. Signature dish? Chicken. <laughs> Not a dish, but fine. Music or games? Oh, I'd have music while we're eating and then games after. I'm a, I'm a basically a charades shark. I kind of make out that I'm really shit, but I'm excellent. Oh, really? Do you yeah. want to play a game now? Yeah. Okay, right, okay. Okay. Three words. Film. First word. Two syllables. First syllable. Sleep. Sleepless in Seattle. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we'd be a good team. Yeah, we'd be a great team. Yeah, I'm a total games nerd. I love all that kind of stuff. Right, we're going to go games over music because I think it's fine to have music while they're eating, but afterwards, the entertainment, games. Love it. Yeah. Culture or politics? Culture. Good. Singing or laughing? Laughing. Oh, God, if anyone made me sing it, like, oh, my God. When someone's like, honestly, I la- I threw a friend out the window, like, not physically. <laughs> I was like, I can't be friends anymore because he kept whipping out a guitar at parties and singing with his eyes closed like your man. Oh, my God, I feel sick. Oh, Don't dear. That. Don't put me through. It's so rude. It's how do they not know that when they close their eyes, everyone is sticking their middle fingers up at him and calling him. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. So and last one, hangover cure. Ooh, dipping Monster Munch into LucasAid. Or bananas apparently are great. But, but, but yeah, bananas are apparently great, but you dip Monster Munch into LucasAid. I dip it into red wine. I dip them into wine and eat them. That was my right. real lockdown low. That was my lowest point in lockdown. <laughs> right. For uh, format, we have to move on to uh, where I do, I do your, I do the who I predicted for you. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. Mm, this is from my research, which, as we know from Galway, did not go well. <laughs> okay. Alive, I went for Tina Fey. <gasps> Very good. I did consider her. That is really good. Yeah. She was up, she was up there, right? But although, yeah. it, but, but didn't make it into a list of uh, three people. But that's fine. <laughs> I was trying to get my mojo back. I was trying to have, I was trying to get my sex life back with the live ones. For dead, dead, I couldn't think of anybody for you. And I tried, so I ended up coming up with um, Amy Winehouse, just because okay. I thought you'd probably get on. I think I'd get on with her. Yeah. Yeah, I think you had a good night. Fictional. Now I was quite lazy in this one in that I've, I've actually broken the rule as well. I went for two people because I wasn't sure. Mm. I either went for uh, Goldie Horn's character in First Wives Club. <gasps> Oh my god! These are wow. This is excellent. I mean, it's not it's not right. You didn't win, but like, <laughs> I'm I'm a huge Goldie Hawn fan. Yeah. Well, that's your favorite film, isn't it? First Wives Club. 
First Wives that, and Death Becomes Her is another Death Becomes Her, yeah. You know, if you Google that, that comes up as a Google information thing. If you Google Joanne McNally's favourite film, it says they're her two favourite films. So I didn't have to do really? much of a deep dive for that. Yeah. Um, and the other choice I went with, and it's quite lazy, but I literally just wrote um, Sex and the City, thinking that you'd pick somebody from Sex and the City. And you were right. Half a point. Oh my God, that's amazing. I guess even a full point. I mean, it was somebody from Sex and the City, Samantha. I mean, I should have even known Samantha. I don't know how... That's just lazy of me. That's just Monday morning me not thinking. If I had put even a second thought into it, I would have known it would be Samantha, of course. That's incredible. You're like, um, what do you like? You're like Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> I um, Flo calls me uh, Rain Man. That's why I'm with her, because I've got a, uh, I can do a thing where I can um, remember the foods I've eaten on certain dates and stuff. And so uh, when... Not the um, time of a Zoom call. <laughs> 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 I, I can literally tell you that I ate brie in 2006 in December the 15th but I cannot tell you that the, the time I texted you yesterday has completely slipped my brain <laughs> what a useful ability you have <laughs> right now we have a very Tough decision to make, Joanne. Mm. I'm building the ultimate dinner party. Uh, each week I pick one of my uh, guests' choices to go through to the ultimate dinner party with the help of my guest. So we now uh, have to go through all of your choices to find out who we're going to choose to come to the ultimate dinner party. I, but I need to know who's at the dinner party because I need to know who of my guests is best suited. Very good point. Okay, here we go. We have Charlie Chaplin. He doesn't say, he's a mute. Okay, go on. <laughs> he's going to be shit right? Great at charades. <laughs> Great at charades, yeah. Um, then we have uh, David Brent. Oh yeah, Grace. Victoria Woods. Love her, yeah. Then we have... <gasps> Um, oh no, I can't remember who we sent through um, in Tom Allen's episode. It was a, uh, I think it was a f- famous author. Or was it Delia Smith? It was. <laughs> <laughs> Delia's a famous author. She wouldn't like you to hear that. You'd hear you. That's true. Oh no, who did Tom choose? It was like a, a famous British playwright. Okay. Shakespeare? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no Coward. No, never heard of him. I'll write him down. Okay. No, no Coward. And we have. Oh, no. Noel Edmonds would be another great one, actually, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask me how I ended up watching Noel Edmonds, <laughs> Mr. Blobby clips. I don't know how I got there. It was a lockdown, you know, a lockdown thing. He is, Mr. Blobby, I'm sorry, is hysterical. (laughs) Hysterical. I I have just, the visions of you cracking up at your laptop. I was rolling around the place laughing. I couldn't, I was like, he's one of the greatest physical comedians of our time. (laughs) Tell that to Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Yeah, you were great, but you got to see who we have now. (laughs) I'd much rather hang out with Mr. Blobby than Charlie Chaplin. 
Come on. <laughs> I almost want you to now choose Mr. Bobby. You get another fictional choice. Um, and then the most recent episode, I also can't remember. Oh, yes, I, I can. So we, we went for Joanna Lumley. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I thought you liked that. Yeah. So Ooh. who's going to go with those lot? I know who it is. Go on. I would say it's Jonathan and Maddie. You, you're right that they can come as a pair. You have found yeah. a loophole. I, I think you might be right. Yeah, I mean, I the that... stories shared around that table. And you've If you'd let them speak. Of, you've, enough, you've enough screenwriters and you've enough, you know what I mean? Mm, you're right. Jonathan. Yeah. Imagine Jonathan Creek trying to talk to David Brent. Come on, amazing. Oh, do you know what? I, I, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think I'd end up with Jonathan Creek at the dinner party. It's amazing. Yeah, there you go. And you, you're going to be there, of course. Also, oh, <laughs> we're allowed to go ourselves. We don't just you're drop what? them off. We're allowed to actually attend the party. We don't just drop them off in an Uber. Oh, yeah. No, you don't just bring them to my door. Okay, great. Excellent. Delighted. <laughs> Um, so there we have it. Jonathan Creek enters the party and, and Maddie, of course. Well, Joanne, thank you for coming on. That was great crack. I really enjoyed that. I'm so sorry I was late. It's fine. I've, I've forgiven you. I've moved on. I've moved on. I've parked it. Um, well, um, where, where, where can we find you? I feel I've learned some stuff as well. Oh, really? Oh, me too, actually. I've learned about um, Nora Ephron. Yeah. Check her out. And I didn't, didn't, didn't even realise I was a fan of hers. I'm a fan of her work. Didn't even know who she was. I feel awful. Exactly. And I've remembered him, which I love, Mr. Blobby. And I'm going to go and watch some clips <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, what did you ask me? Where can people find me? Yes. So I'm mostly, I'm mostly hanging out on my Instagram, which is Joanne McNally Comedy. I, oh, my podcast, Let's Solve Nothing. Oh, yes. Let's Solve Nothing. And you've got a new podcast coming out. Are we allowed to mention that or not? With Vogue, yeah. With it's called my therapist ghosted me. It's called your therapist ghosted you. And what is that? Just you two chatting about the fact you've both been ghosted by therapists? Actually, I was ghosted by my therapist, and they just thought that was very funny. They're like, "Let's call the let's call the podcast that." So I was like, "Okay." I said it on a chat show in Ireland, and then the newspaper ran a story saying Drama McNally jokes that her therapist ghosted her, and I was like, "Not a joke, no? legit." <laughs> well, I, w- I would ask you about it, but I feel like that's sort of going to be answered in the podcast. Exactly. Which, by the way, is with Vogue the person, not Vogue the magazine. Yes, indeed. Vogue. I don't think Vogue the magazine would be especially interested in me. They might be if they've sort of Googled you and not watched any of your clips. (laughs) (laughs) If the editor is like blind and deaf, I'd say I'm right up there. Joanne, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks a mil, Jake. Um, I was too scared to tell Joanne, but um, Maddie's not invited. It's just Jonathan Creek, just so you know. So that was my conversation with Joanne. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It was so fun. Um, and yeah, if you want to write in, it is guestlistwithjake at gmail.com. Also, um, please do subscribe, rate, retweet, tell your friends. And um, I'll see you next week with another episode. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.